Hello and welcome to my favorite conversation. I have Sam joining me back today. Today's topic is how do you convince yourself to take the next big step in life? Sam, uh, you and I both have recently taken a pretty big step. What kind of hoops did you have to jump through? Wanting to prep yourself, but also to actually get you to that point to make the leap. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm not the right person to ask this question because I'm going to set a very bad example. <laughs> what you gotta do is be very irresponsible, you see. Save money? Hell no. Have a plan? Fuck that. You know, you're laughing at You're laughing. <laughs> you're laughing. But I've never but heard fewer <laughs> words. <laughs> Man, I, I did it like a band-aid. I'm just like, I want to move. And everyone's like, that's a bad idea. And I'm like, maybe, maybe. I'm doing it. You have any money saved up? Just enough. Did you just get this money? Yeah. Was it your tax refund? Yeah. Are you going to spend every dime of it? Yeah. How are you going to emotionally handle that? Just no feelings at all. Just turn, just, just, just turn it off. And uh, don't think. Don't, don't breathe. Just, just fuck it. Like... I don't know if you noticed this about me. I was like, I was just dissociated most of the time that I was like actually in the process of moving. I oh, yeah. made the phone calls. I said, I made sure I had a job before I moved. I did at least do that. Um, got got a job lined up guaranteed. Um, put in my, uh, I think it was two months notice. Spent those two months um, just getting, getting as stressed out as I could, you know? And then yeah. not doing anything about the stress, and then just pretending it's not there, and then spending over twice as much as I should have on a on a U-Haul instead of like an off-brand U-Haul, which would have been so much cheaper. But I went for a U-Haul because I'm amazingly stupid. <laughs> you know, I called this guy to come and help me, and here's the thing: he helps me like, like by watching me load the heavy stuff into the U-Haul. It's great. Sounds like he was great emotional support. God bless him. If he'd have had a megaphone to shout at me and call me dirty and ugly while I did it, that would have completed the experience. No, but for real though, I just, I just, I just run at the problem screaming in my head and pretending everything's fine. And just, it's, it's, I'm not, I'm not a good example to follow because like I can do this. Just because I'm okay with ending up living in the woods for a couple months while I, while I get my finances back together. I am okay with just like, uh, that was what the Allison was wearing. She's like, what if this or this or this happens? And I'm like, I'll fucking live in the woods. What? I'm like, my forefathers did it. My bitch ass best friend did it. And now I will do it. Dude, I keep forgetting that there was a moment in time where I was homeless for a bit sleeping in my truck. I keep forgetting that. <laughs> But I mean, I wouldn't say that you're a terrible example for that, because I mean, there there are some good qualities that can be taken from your process. Because I mean, one, you made a goal and you stuck to it. You didn't you didn't dwell on the what ifs, because like in the last episode that I had done about self image and dwelling on things, dude, dwelling on the what ifs and past decisions and well, maybe I could have done this differently. Maybe if I did this, that would pan out differently. Dude, it fucks with so many people. I, I'll say this, and as much of a fucked up process as that was for you, that that's a good point to take from it, is the fact that you 
ripped the Band-Aid off and just went on a going. I mean, it, it, I, I ripped the Band-Aid off because, like, I had, like, I had, I had, contra- I had contracts guaranteeing me the, 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 the basics of life once I got here. I had signed a contract on a rental property before I, <clears throat> I had signed a contract on my new job before I signed a contract on a new rental property. And um, I'm sure there were other other things that I signed to. Like uh, I made sure that the day I got here, there was electricity and water running before I got here and stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't like there was no planning at all, but it's just like, I, I, I just looked at what's the, what are the what are the bare minimums that I need to move? And that's all I'm going to think about. Dude, you're telling me. I packed all of my stuff, including a mattress into my, into my car and I headed out an hour after I turned in all of my police gear, I loaded all of my stuff into my car, packed in a mattress, and then I hit the road. Mine was a little bit more well thought out, just as far as the planning goes. I didn't dwell on the what ifs. I made a list of things that needed to be done, like getting a place, getting a job. But... I had a lot more financial backing between <laughs> yeah, between savings, investing, and stuff like that. I had like 12, 14,000, something like that. That the worst comes to worst, if something were to happen, I'd be okay for a good little bit. Because, uh, just just because I save that money up don't mean I gotta blow it all. I'm more than content with living off ten dollars a week. So you were like you were like you were, we were both extreme versions of each other in a lot of respects to how this went down. Emotionally, I think I did significantly better than you than you say better. It was a an, an easier time for me emotionally than it was for you. There's other factors into why, but there's also I think that your approach ultimately is just significantly more stressful. If it wasn't for the fact of how quickly it had happened, because I wasn't expecting to actually make the move until two to three months after I actually moved up here. That's whenever I was planning and prepping to actually do the move. And then an apartment got back with me, then a job got back with me, and they both wanted me to try and do something as soon as possible. It was like, Fuck it? <laughs> Question mark? But no, uh, I mean, obviously things can be handled a little bit better on both of our experiences, but really, I think one thing that people could take away from it is getting that goal in mind of this is where I want to be or this is what I want to do. And then no matter what the hell you got to do or how stressful it might be ripping off that band-aid and doing it because here's the thing worst comes to worst on your end things didn't work out you could have stayed in your vehicle for a little bit until you got it figured out or you could have came back to arkansas if things didn't work out on my end or even now if things don't work out once my lease is up say i couldn't find a place initially or say I don't like it after being up here I can always go back I, and at least that way we know we tried 
and we didn't like it rather than 10, 15 years down the road wondering what if. Well, there's also the fact that, you know, we have virtually no ties left to our families. Outside of, uh, you, you, with you it's a little different because you have, you know, your kids and obviously you're very much attached to them. <clears throat> and you're very much, you know, bringing them with you. Neither of us have like, like neither of our families wanted us to go and uh, we were both just like, yeah, um, about that. Well, I mean, that's one thing that I think people need to understand. There's that expectation when it comes to family of family comes first, do what you're supposed to do for your family. And I don't mean, you know, your kids or your partner. It's do what's best for the entirety of the family, like for the greater good type shit. My thing is, we are our own people. I'm my own person. And aside from my children, I don't owe anything to them at this point. The whole point of them raising me, being there for me, was to get me to the point of being independent and being my own person. Not to be coddled and sheltered by them my entire life and keeping me close under their wing because I'm too afraid to go fly and try and be my own person. In my case, it was a bit different. Um, I mean, yeah, I think that's what the, I think that's what the point of parenting is. I will say the whole thing where families think that you belong to them forever. I used to think that was just a southern thing. But now that I'm a, now that I'm, I'm a brother up north, um, it's actually worse up here. As far as I can tell, with my family, like there was like a whole bunch of sobbing and like, like don't go, don't go, and like I don't want to speak poorly of them, but like for the longest time, my relationship with them has been very much me maintaining it at yeah. my expense, and them getting mad at me whenever I can't afford to. You know what I mean? And so whenever they were like, you know, whenever the whole don't go shit comes around, it's just like, you know, they're, 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 they raised me to use me. It, it feels like a lot, like, especially with the extended family, they feel like, well, now you owe us, so you, you're not allowed to go anywhere. You, you owe us your life now. And it's just like, I come up here and uh, the culture like that is so much worse. I think a lot of people, or at least the people that I've talked to with, you know, healthier family relations, they've had a lot of wants when it comes to leaving, trying something new, so on and so forth. They just didn't know how to go about it without being an ass or selfish or feel like they're betraying their family. But a lot of that desire is still there. So I don't think it's going to be that alien to them but at the same time I don't think it's going to be right up their alley two people like that I do want to say something um if you were made to feel like you owe your parents or raising you well it's not a transaction right um you you don't you like I, I hate to pull this, this this cliche saying you didn't ask to be born you didn't and for anyone to either do the bare minimum or let's hope actually give you a good childhood and a good upbringing and a happy life a good a good family um, that's not a transaction where you where you owe them the rest of your life and if anyone's making you feel like that 
they did it for the wrong reasons. They didn't do it because they actually cared about you. They they did it for the whole sociology reasons of well, if I erase, if if I make this, if I take this person who is literally captive to me, physically can't leave me, and I give them a bunch of good things, then they have to give me good things later, so I don't have to worry about stuff like and this. I'm not gonna name names. There's people that I know who like their parents. Um, were really great to them for a lot of their life and then they got past a certain age and their parents turned into these absolute monsters because they weren't successful enough and then they had moved away and they they wanted these kids to be basically you know their 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 meal ticket right so whenever i get old yeah. I, i'm not going to save up for retire or i know I'll, or my retirement money's not enough this person this this my kid's gonna supplement my income. They're gonna live with me. They're gonna wipe my ass. In, in my opinion, what parenting should be and what parents should try to strive to do is getting their kid ready to be an independent adult with the tools capable of surviving in the world, but also with the tools to be able to find out who they are, what they want to do their likes, their dislikes, and allow them to have that space grow. If they come back, great. If they don't, then at least you have given them the tools to survive and make the best of whatever situation they end up in. Because you're not going to be here forever. And then whatever you've taught them, not only is that going to be taught to other people in their day-to-day life but it's also going to be taught to whatever children they have or whatever children they interact with be it nieces nephews adoption so trying to set them up to be the best person that they can be should be the goal rather than trying to set up a future money pit whenever it comes to like you know parenting and family it's really a matter of do you do this because you love this tiny person who is still growing into what they're going to be and do you want to give them the equipment and resources and internal mechanisms to be whatever they need or want to do you actually are you doing this because you love them and you want them to have a life or are you doing it because you want them to feel completely obligated to you for the rest of their lives on that note I think we're going to wrap it up and pass that question off to you guys. So we've kind of given our back and forth, went a little bit off topic, but question remains, how do you convince yourself to take the next big step in life? Thank you for listening. Have a good day and a good night.